Welcome to Inc.'s The Founders Project with Alexa Von Tobel. I'm Alexa, the founder of LearnBest, author of New York Times bestselling book, Financially Fearless, and second book, Financially Forward. I'm also the founder and managing partner of Inspired Capital, a venture firm focused on the entrepreneurs of the future. Each week, we sit down with a top founder to share their story of guts, inspiration, and drive. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Alexa Von Tobel. And this week, I'm excited for you to meet Adi Tatarko, CEO and co-founder of House, the leading platform for home renovation and design. Adi co-founded House in 2009 with her husband, Alan Cohen, out of challenges that they faced during their own remodeling process. Today, House provides people with everything they need to improve their homes from start to finish. The House community includes over 65 million homeowners and home design enthusiasts and over 3 million home professionals. Earlier in her career, Adi founded a software company which helped develop products and services for the high-tech industry. With that, let's welcome Adi. Adi, first of all, I am a complete fangirl. Uh, if I wasn't in venture obsessing over startups and building businesses, um, my favorite, my husband always jokes, my favorite thing to do is obsess over design and, and find furniture. And I've spent years on house, quite literally. So first of all, it's just such a fun honor to get to have you on today. Let's start from the basics. Let's go back to the beginning. Where did the aha moment come from and what is house in your own words? Well, thank you, Alexa, for inviting me and thank you for all your kind words. I'm always happy to talk to house junkies. <laughs> I'm still house junkie myself and I spend many hours. So this is how it all started. It started with our own experience, Alon and I, trying to fulfill our dream to renovate and design our first home ever. And that dream ended up being not so dreamy, um, to say the least. So it became our platform an essential you know, tool to make our process and apparently many other people's process much, much better. House Today is the leading platform for home remodeling and design. We provide people like us and professionals all over the world with the technology and everything they need um, to update their homes from start to finish. For homeowners and consumer um, users like ourselves, it's a way to find ideas, to find the inspiration, as you know, and to hire professionals when they want to remodel and design their homes and of course shop for all the products. For the home industry professionals on House, House Pro is all-in-one solution where they can grow their business, build their brand, manage SaaS solutions um, that helps them with all the projects, billing, collaboration with their clients, all the back-end office, billing, and so on. So today, it's not just Alon and I and, and a few homeowners that started using it early days. We do have 65 million homeowners on the platform and over 3 million home professionals. So it definitely helped, I think, take the industry to the next level uh, or multiple next levels, but there's still much more to do. So this is how it started. I love that. I want to go back a little bit to those origin days, which is you really started it as a side project. And so... For all the founders out there listening, so many founders think that they get struck by lightning. You have to have a perfect idea and then you quit your job and you start a company. But for you, it was something that you were working on for fun. Tell us a little bit more about that evolution. When did you really know it was time for you to quit and go and put 100% of your effort into this? As I said, we were very frustrated. We had big dreams and the process was not fun. And we realized at some point in the process, after spending a lot of time and energy and money and not getting to the right place, 
with our plans that there must be a better way of doing it. And we started developing it as a side project and our own community in the Silicon Valley, parents from our kids' schools and local professionals started using it. Um, we just felt it must be a better way using technology and bringing all the knowledge and collaboration between professionals and homeowners um, to be much more productive, transparent, and fun. We worked full-time. We raised the kids. That was our side project, but it started growing by word of mouth and it just took off. And we um, worked on it nights and weekends after we put the kids to bed. And we were very, very hesitant, Alexa, to turn that key and, and say, okay, this is no longer our baby side project fun thing. We're actually going to make a business out of it. We were very hesitant. But one thing led to, to another, um, somebody um, dear to us, we, which we met through our own community of parents and grandparents and our kids' school and pushed us to, to think about it. His name is Amos Willney. He was the founder himself. And then um, we got introduced to Oren Zeev that said that he's going to give us the money. We should absolutely turn it into a real company and business and so on. And and once we agreed to do it, the rest was history. At that point, with Oren joining and give us giving us the first $2 million, we decided to quit our jobs and start doing it full time. One of the things that's really rare about your story is you already had 350,000 monthly active users. So not even just 350,000 users, active monthly, when you decided to take your first outside capital. Yes, we were very, very lucky. And in retrospect, what we did not understanding that that this is what we're doing, we bootstrapped it, right? So so we kept building it, the word, you know, of mouth and the weight, you know, took off and, and started growing really, really helped because we didn't have money to go and put any dollars around marketing or anything like that. So the love to the product, the investment in the product and the need that was there uh, really helped to fuel it. Homeowners told each other and told professionals that they hired to go and use it. Professionals told their clients and told other professionals to use it and build their brand over there. And we started getting emails from all over, open you know, the platform for different categories of professionals, from just interior designers to kitchen and bath remodelers to general contractors, from just the Silicon Valley and the Bay Area to Chicago to New York. We started getting requests. And it was all organic. So I think it was the right time and the right place and the right need and the appreciation, I think, for the product and the technology that was missing so much for people. I always say to early stage entrepreneurs, now in retrospect, obviously, we learned a lot about the bootstrapping. But when you are a first time founder and you go to investor, you know, the two major questions that investors ask, one is that product that you are pitching, that idea, is that something that can scale? Is there a real need for that thing? So, so first they need to answer that question. And two, if the answer is yes, we think that's amazing, that has huge potential to make a difference for something, for someone, for an industry, then the next question to follow is, are these the right entrepreneurs in front of us in, as investors? Do we believe that these entrepreneurs, first-time entrepreneurs, can really scale this and build something big out of this? 
what we did basically removed both questions because when we got to the point that we said, okay, if we get the money from the right investors, we may want to turn this into a business. There was no longer a question if there is a need because we had hundreds of thousands of users without spending $1 on marketing. And there wasn't a question whether we that did it part-time nights and weekends can do it, can scale it. There was a belief in it. And that's exactly what Oren that gave us the first $2 million said to us. He said, oh my goodness, if this is what we did part-time with no money, I can't even you know, imagine what you can do with money and doing it full-time. I want to talk a little bit about the customer experience for the pros, because you now have House Pros, which is essentially a vertical SaaS tool for industry pros. Can you walk us through what that experience looks like and how your business model works? Just for everybody thinking about their own businesses, how did you figure out a business model that you felt worked for everybody? So House from the get-go started as a flywheel um, between the homeowners and the pros, because what we realized was that there is a lot of knowledge that is captured by these professionals, but homeowners like us don't necessarily have this knowledge to begin with. And on the other side, these professionals really want to have access and explain these things to the relevant homeowners, but there is no technology, no transparency. So it's all offline, fragmented, lots of friction. So that was the very beginning. How do you build a flywheel, two-sided marketplace with homeowners and professionals where the interest to be there is mutual? One is feeding the other. And so that's what we built. And that community basically led all business decisions and, and thinking of how to develop the product and how to monetize in order to support their needs and move this industry to the next level. So on the professional um, side, we first of all, when we started, I just want to make it very, very clear, we decided that we're not starting with monetization. We felt that investing in the product and the user experience and the technology is what we have to focus. What brought us to that point of 350,000 users before we had $1 invested had to continue. We had to remove all other you know, challenges, money ideas. We knew that if we scale this, the community will tell us exactly what they need and what they are willing to pay for. And there were many opportunities, obviously. And we knew that professionals on house already getting leads organically because all the homeowners kept, you know, admiring their portfolios, reading their reviews, asking them questions in the community, and then go and hire the relevant professionals. So we knew that. And we saw the opportunity to, to close the loop for them. And over time, we added more and more. So if at the beginning it was, okay, how they build their brands, how they grow it very specifically in targeted communities, making sure that the brand is known to the relevant people, then came the House Pro opportunity. And we understood that the entire collaboration from the very beginning of how to manage the leads that they get from House, how they send proposals, how they send 3D, you know, plans for the clients to envision what, what, what they can do for them, how they work with them to manage the project, how they are, you know, managing the whole project to the point where at the back end, all the billing, all the invoicing, everything is connected. We knew 
that with technology, we can really close the loop. And that's all based on the feedback that we constantly get from homeowners on one side and professionals that are working with them on the other side. How can you make this a more fun, collaborative, productive process where they are more efficient uh, on that front? Today on House Pro, businesses are telling us, Alexa, that that it's, it's like House Pro is like having another team member that is managing everything for them because it's so much more efficient. Technology was definitely needed there. More than half of them are admitting that this is such a huge improvement in terms of how much they are able to do, how many relevant clients they are able to serve, how they are pleasing their clients, how they are much more efficient with their work. And and we're building based on this feedback. If you fast forward a decade, what are some of the things that are obvious to you that are just trends that will continue, that you'll be part of constantly making sure, you know, as as innovation continues, what are some of the things that you see as obvious in the future? Yeah. So House Pro is feeling the need of how people want their project to be run today. And homeowners expect, I'm, I'm expecting myself, they want easiness you know, of use. They want transparency, Alexa. I want to know exactly when are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? Who is coming to my house? When they're coming to my house? How it's going to look like? What if I'm changing it? What is going to cost me? What's coming next? I want to know. I don't want to be in the dark. I don't want to get random changes, things I didn't expect, billing that is not connected to anything. I want control. I want transparency. And I'm expecting it to get very, very good, you know, over time, including all the visuals that are included with it. I don't want to be disappointed. I want to know exactly what I'm getting and having full control is empowering. And so when homeowners are demanding it, and on the other side, professionals know that this excellent service is helping them not just to be more efficient, but to please their clients, they are using it and they are doing more of it and then they can scale more. So I think we are expecting to see much more of it based on this feedback that the homeowners are feeding us with and the results that we're seeing on the other side. Yeah, you know, professionals are able to serve more clients because of it and the satisfaction level is going up. At the end of the day, our pro success through House Pro is our success as well, right? Because on the other side, we have the other side of the marketplace, the homeowners, and they are happier too. If you fast forward, is there any other big area of innovation around the home that you just have an earlier vantage point on because of your obsession on the category that you just see as being an obvious place where innovation will really pick up? We are very, very visual. We acquired a company uh, last year, Connext, and in the takeoff, right, that very first moment where the builder is coming and giving you the plans, where you see now the visuals of the rooms and the things that we have on design side, now on the build side, the ability to have it all digital and to show it. I think that marriage between everything that is visual it's putting all the plans and all the control. We're mastering it. And I think there's we're going to see lots of development in terms of how these takeoff plans, how the visuals, how the 3D, how that's feeling. Because when we started House, House, you know, one I'll call it, was you saw lots of pictures of beautiful homes. And you said, I like this and I like that. And we showed you where you get it. 
you could ask the professionals how you did it, cost, materials, and so on. We have hundreds of millions of metadata tags at house that nobody else got to tell you exactly what you see. But if you think about house 2.0, it's not just seeing all these things in other homes and point to it and say, that's what I like. Now, how do you visualize it exactly in your house? From how do you going to lay out? And we build all these tools, the tiles on the wall, in the ceiling, on the floor, measure them, change them, cut them, linked directly to the vendors, to the sellers, to the professionals. Everybody's collaborating. You're mastering it very visually with technology. So much of this has been so easy for you, like really easy. Like you are one of these founders. You now run a multi-billion dollar company with a thousand employees internationally. And so much has gone well. Tell us about a time where things were really hard. Tell us about one of the darkest days of building house. First of all, I don't want it to sound that it's all easy and, you know, always going in the right direction. There were many moments that I thought that this is it. We're done. It's over. From the very beginning to more recently, you know, not done, finished, but but a pandemic that was very unexpected and, and scary, right? Which we didn't know for how long it's going to last and, and what's going to be the impact where all professionals are locked at home, everybody's scared, and all the bad predictions everywhere. But in even in the early days, while we saw the users, and, and now we're talking about the hundreds of thousands of users at the point of raising the money, but, but the truth is when we got to 20,000 users and we saw it in Google Analytics, we got stuck Alexa. It didn't move for a long time there. I mean, a long time, maybe weeks, but when you get used to seeing more and more users and then mm, that's it, you know, no more, stuck. No matter what you do, we started literally wondering if we capture what the potential here. We we talked about it and we said, okay, maybe we got to all the house junkies and all the pros that actually think that this is relevant and that will be it, a nice side project, but, but no more. Definitely over time, you learn that these doubts, you know, are doubts and they're legitimate and you have to attack it from a different direction, but it's a very fine line between for how long you're going to continue in one path before you say, that's it, I'm done and I'm moving away from it. Or on the other side, you know, no, I need to keep jumping and, and be very stubborn here until I'll figure it out because there is going to be a breakthrough. And you don't know. You just don't know. And it can happen at every stage. So there are lots of unknowns and you have to make decisions at those moments based on the best known from now going forward, how I'm going to react and adjust quickly. And we'll be right back after a message from our sponsors. I want to transition a little bit to you now. What did your parents do? Name one thing that you look back to your childhood that you think helped prepare you for today. They believed in me. And I learned from them that the strength would come from me. And there is nothing really that is impossible. I can do whatever I want as long as I'm dedicating myself and I'm working hard. Everything is possible. You know, women in my family that built very remarkable careers from my grandmother that survived the Holocaust but lost everybody in her family and was left alone in the world and at age 16 and came to, to Israel and built a whole remarkable life with career as as a global you know fashion designer and, and an amazing family and was the rock of the family 
if she did it, I have no right to complain. Yes, she did it and she had zero support. I have a lovely family, lots of support. I'm not by myself. It's a different time. Yes, I can do it. What surprised you most about being a founder? What was the thing that you like really didn't expect? Because I saw how hard my my mom and my grandmother and they all worked a lot. I thought it's almost going to be impossible to have such an intense career as a founder and raise a family and do it the way I want to do it with a family. And that's totally fine, I think, for women to decide they don't want to have a family or they don't want to have a career or they want to, you know, let go some things as a parent. It's all legitimate. But I had my own wishes. And I literally thought it's impossible that I have to give up on something and I will be miserable. And what surprised me the most is that it's not true. I think that I'm a very passionate, you know, mom. And I'm doing everything or almost everything. Okay. There is no perfect. I'm sure that if my kids will listen to it now, they said, of course, it's not perfect. But, but I feel very, very good with myself. I know that everything that is important to me, I'm doing all the way, very controlling all the way, controlling myself, you know, to, to, to do it my way and same for house. And it's surprising to me because they're only 24 hours a day and I'm definitely not a winter woman and, and I have my weaknesses, but I choose and I choose the right things for me and for my family and for the company and it works. And it's almost like magic because if you're very passionate about some things and you prioritize them, you make it work. You generate more hours a day, you become more efficient and you're happy. And that's surprising, but makes me very happy. You co-founded House with your husband. Give us some tips. How did you make that work? Because there's many different husband, wife, co-founders that I know personally. Any tips for success? I think there is no formula. It can be the most amazing things from one couple and a disaster for the other one. For me, I wouldn't do it with somebody else except my husband. Um, But we're very complimentary. So that's one thing that I think is very helpful where we know what I'm very good at and what he's very good at. And it's not the same thing. Usually we're coming from different fields where we have very different personalities, very different strengths, and we trust each other. So while we work together in every area and, you know, we share ideas and consult with each other at the end of the day, we know in some areas it's his area and I trust him 100% and vice versa. There is no conflict of interest if you think about it. Other founders may come from different backgrounds. They come from different stages in life, different needs, and how they are seeing the company's evolutions. One wants an exit. The other one wants to continue forever. We don't have these things. You know, we are just one building together. And you know what, Alexa? It's a lot of fun because we have so much in common beyond the friends and the family and the kids and We have something huge that we're building together and it's amazing. We have so much to talk about. We just need to choose. So I personally love it, but I think people need to know the areas that, you know, each one of them is very good at and how to balance things also between home and work and to put the right stops and boundaries. Otherwise it's getting very messy. And I think we learned. You've said many times that you guys are not typical founders. Was there anything about you not being a typical founder that gave you an edge or that gave you 
the ability to succeed, anything unexpected there? First of all, we are not, uh, when you come to the Silicon Valley and you look at different tech companies, we're not age-wise, we're not at our 20s or 30s. I wish, but we're not. We are not Americans, so we are immigrants. We moved to the U.S. many, many years ago, but we lived in different places and we experienced different things. On one side, you can say it gave us very different global perspective on things. But on the other side, some things that are very natural to people that were born and raised in the area where they want to start their business were not so natural to us. We didn't have the network. We didn't have connections. We just didn't. And it, in some way, it makes you work harder to try to think out of the box, how to get to it. We got to the Silicon Valley, Alexa, not knowing one single person there. Zero. None. In 2001, when everybody escaped the Silicon Valley, the bubble burst and nobody wanted to be there and lots of companies collapsed, my dear husband thought that this is an amazing idea to move to the Silicon Valley without knowing <laughs> the person there. So, you know, it makes you think, you know, differently. How do you crack it anyway? How do you think out of the box? How do you make connections when you don't have them naturally and organically from, from your background? And it works. Any tips or any tricks you have for staying sane or calm or just keeping yourself in the marathon? Because you're a decade in, you're running a really long marathon. Any tips that you can pay it forward to people? I think that it's very, very personal. But if I think is as to keep my sanity, I need in my mind, and I actually put it on a piece of paper to make sure that the things that I love to do and I want to do are always incorporated into my calendar and my day. If it's, you know, having my kickboxing trainer coming every, you know, almost every day to train me in the morning, if it's, you know, special times dedicated for lunch and dinner with the kids one-on-ones or as a family, all these things, they're not, maybe it will happen if I come home and I'll cut my day off earlier and then maybe I'll see my kids. No, some things are incorporated. They're the most important thing to me. And I learned I'm just not canceling this. And I don't care what other people do or think about it. This is very, very, very important. And it helps me keep my sanity because I know it's there and it's embedded. And it's as important as meeting you know, with the entire company or with investors or with the board. Yes, it's meeting with my son and I'm never going to cancel on him. I'm going to move to the quick fire round. I'm going to ask a question. Just answer it the first thing that comes to mind. What gets you out of bed every day? My kickboxing trainer knocking on the door. I have no way to escape. I have to get up and open the door. <laughs> I love that. Uh, favorite book that has changed your life? And it can be any book, but a book that has materially changed your life for the better. Yeah, there is a book uh, that in the last few years, it's in Hebrew, it calls A Draft of Happiness by Noam Khorev. What was your biggest pinch me moment to date at House, where you said, I can't believe that just happened? One day, a friend of mine from the kids school that was one of the original 20 users called me so excited. Her name is Catherine, saying, you won't believe what just happened. My sister in Oregon uh, called me to tell me about an amazing platform called House from a realtor that, you know, just sold her a fixer-upper and introduced her to the app and told her that's going to be your tool to renovate your house. And she knows I'm a house junkie and never heard from me about this app. Sorry, I didn't share it with her. She's in Oregon. I thought it's just us in the community using it here. And she 
had a nerd to call me and tell me about it. And I said, are you kidding me? I'm a friend of the founder. I'm a user from the early days. To me, it was striking. Somebody in Oregon just heard about it as a tip from her realtor. I don't know this person, but now it's real for me. That was a wow thing for us. I love that. My last question for you is if we fast forward two years from today, how many days a week do you think people go to offices? For house, first of all, I'm very, very happy that we proved that we can be very efficient and productive both ways. People come to the office, it worked very well. And surprisingly, because I, I never thought that something like this can work, we transitioned during COVID to work from home and it worked perfectly. In some locations, people just don't want to go to the office at all. In others, they are coming more and it's all voluntary. We are not forcing people to go one way or another. Personally, I love working with people in person. I prefer it much more than than, than seeing you on screen. I I think there is something very human in in that face-to-face interaction, but that's me and I respect it. I want housers to be happy. I want them to keep telling us what makes them happy. As long as it's working for the business, I'm all for it. So we'll see. Well, Adi, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm such a fan. I'm rooting for you. And as I said, I'm a, I'm a total junkie. Um, everybody out there, if you haven't already checked out House, please do at house.com. And you can join us next week for Ink the Founders Project with Alexa Von Tobel. We're rooting for you. Congratulations on everything. And thank you so much for what you've shared with us here today. Thank you, Alexa. That was lovely chatting with you. 